0: Blessing Instead of Cursing, Redeeming the Time Brothers podcast, a podcast by Gene Kissinger and Norman Kissinger, two brothers who have spent their lives in ministry and raising large families. Our desire is to provide a digital place for those who long to belong. We are currently in a series called Maximum Marriage. This is number nine in the series. If you want to catch up, the other ones are on the YouTube channel, RTT bros uh, search that and you'll find the YouTube channel and you'll be able to find a playlist called Maximum Marriage this will be added to it shortly I hope that you'll catch up these are powerful lessons about how God, the designer of marriage, mapped out that it should work. And if we want to fix modern marriage, we've got to go back to the future. We've got to go back to the Word of God and find out what the designer of marriage intended that it be. So we're going to be doing that today as we dig into this ninth part in this series called Maximum Marriage. It's based on a book by John Maxwell that I had adapted into Sunday school classes some 20 years ago, but it is ever fresh, evergreen, because God's Word is evergreen. it is seeded the sower, bread to the eater, always accomplishing the purposes whereunto God sends it. God can use that word to break up the hardness of our heart and plant life giving principles and truth that can transform not only our own personal lives but our marriages and then the lives of our children as well. I want to talk to you about the second in sort of a mini series that's within this. We talked about communication and how communication is that point of contact between the husband and the wife and this is most often where the nitty gritty details of marriage are worked out. So we looked last week and how to build agape love into this marriage relationship. How to give a self-sacrificing love that takes into account the best interest of the other person and pours into the relationship rather than just trying to be grasping and greedy and taking out of it. And if both parties would do just that one thing, it would radically transform what their marriages look like. But we're going to talk today about something that is equally as profound. This second element to talking about communication where the husband and the wife come together after talking about a God-based, self-sacrificing kind of love, we're gonna move to talking about blessing. God's design is that you and I learn to bless our mates where we speak words of blessing over them and live lives that bless our mates and make our mates indeed glad that they married us, glad that they made that decision all those many years ago. So let me give you the verses that we're dealing with. It's 1st Peter chapter 3 verse 8 and verse 9 and it says Finally all of you be of one mind, have a compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tender-hearted, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil, or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing. In other words, don't give them back what they gave you, instead give them back blessing rather than cursing, blessing rather than reviling. It says, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. What is a blessing? There are four ways that this concept of blessing was used. In the Bible, number one, it was used to bless God, where we would bless the name of God or bless God. And and so when the Bible's telling us to bless our mate or bless those that are around us, it's talking about praising them or speaking good things about them can you ask yourself what is something about your mate that you can praise or say good things about and then begin to do that on a daily basis and you'll begin to see a turnaround within your relationship another way that it was used in a sense of benefits Um, say somebody gives you $100 they have blessed you with $100 they've given you a benefit that you didn't earn or deserve it wasn't a wage it was a blessing and so you might thank them. I want to thank you for blessing me and my family with this hundred dollars. Boy, don't you wish that was true right now, especially at the end of the month. Uh, There's always more month than there is money. So that idea of blessing. Uh, So what have you given into the life of your mate? What value have you brought to the relationship? How have you looked and said how can I bring something to them or give something to them or do something for them that would bless them? So it's the idea of a gift. Another way that this blessing was used is giving thanks to God for his gifts and favor. This was, uh, and this would, I guess, more accurately apply to us where we learn to say please and thank you and allow the law of kindness to rule our lips, Uh, where we're speaking thanksgiving. For what that other person is bringing into our lives, uh, our mate as they as they do these good things, as they take action on our behalf, we need to be sure that we're thanking them for that blessing. It was another way that it was used. A fourth and final way was to call God's favor down upon your maid. This blessing is, hey, brother. Um, this blessing was rendered or given to the to the maid in, in response to that uh, the. the Let me back up a little bit. I kind of got discombobulated. It's calling God's favor down on your mate. Uh, Asking God to bless them, to strengthen them, to provide for them, to meet those areas of need that are in their life. Asking for God's divine favor. Sometimes we get so mad at our mate, over some disagreement that we have with them, we end up not, we don't want them to be blessed. We don't want some good thing to happen. And that's wrong. It's a wrong attitude. So God wants us to be people that bless. Now, a couple of ways that we can sort of break this down. Uh, You've heard it said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate your enemy, as speaking out of Matthew chapter 5, Sermon on the Mount. He says, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those that hate you, pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. What he's saying here is is that we are to speak blessing instead of just boomerang boomeranging back the bad that they give to us, we are to speak blessing and do good. We're to change the dynamic. If uh, you ever watch kids that are getting ready to get into a fight, one of them will say something ugly, then the other one says something ugly, then the first one says it back, and pretty soon it creates this what's called escalation in the relationship where where the hostilities are getting hotter and hotter, they're getting angrier and angrier, and you know if you don't step in and intervene, they're, they're going to come to blows. Well, we need to be careful with our mates that we are not escalating the situations. We need to be certain with them that we're calming things down. We're bringing our mates to a place of of calmness by speaking blessing into the relationship rather than returning cursing or reviling. So why a blessing? First of all, it says you were called for this very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. God wants you to have a blessing and he calls you to be a blessing to others. But if you don't give it out, he's not going to give it to you. You won't inherit it if you don't give it out. I know that sounds almost oxymoronic, but it goes back to the concept of sowing and reaping. You will reap what you sow, especially relationally. If you sow good things, you're more likely to reap a harvest of what you've sown. But if you haven't sown anything but reviling and cursing and yelling and hollering, then that's all you're going to get back. So you've got to change the dynamic. And God wants to bless you but in order for him to bless you you have to speak blessing to your mate. A second thing. Uh, he would love life and see good days. Let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. If you want to if you can learn to be a blessing and give a blessing instead of an insult, what you'll find is that God will make your days good days. He will crown your life with goodness. Uh, have you ever found that you talk yourself into a bad day you talk yourself in into being frustrated you work yourself up with the words that you use when somebody asks me how I'm doing I really work on trying to answer that question carefully now I'm not trying to be dishonest but what I am trying to do is I try to say man I'm excellent and because that's what I'm looking for in my life, I want excellence in my life. And, and it's not that I'm trying to fool them into thinking I'm not having a bad day. Sometimes I do have bad days, but I, I want to aim at excellence. I want to aim at goodness. But if I'm speaking negativity all the time, that's what I get. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and so I can literally speak myself into a funk or speak myself into a fantastic day, depending on the language that I use. And a part of that is speaking the language of blessing to your mate and to your children and co-workers, those that are around you, Um, so if I would inherit a blessing I can't return insults, I can't afford to do that I can't afford to go down to the level that those around me are at I've gotta raise them up to my level, I gotta draw them up into my world rather than going down into the the communication patterns that they have because they can very often especially at work and and especially when somebody your mate may be tired after coming home from work a lot of times they will allow very very negative things to flow out of their life and if you're not careful you'll buy into that and, and you'll you'll sort of pile onto it and it creates this incredibly negative dynamic we've got to change to speak blessing rather than cursing a third thing in the same passage in 1st Peter 3 and verse 12 it says, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer so he's saying that when I return blessing for cursing when I return blessing for reviling God hears my prayer God opens up his ears and I'm gonna listen to what Gene says he's smart enough not to get involved in these petty dynamics of, of negativity and bitterness and just sitting around complaining instead of murmuring he's decided to be a blessing and I can hear his prayer and I can answer his prayer. Man, I want God to answer my prayer. I got big things I want God to do for my kids. I got big things I want God to do in my marriage and in my life but that's not gonna happen if I'm speaking the junk. I'm speaking cursing and reviling and I'm just returning like for like I'll never get beyond that so God wants God wants something far more magnificent for me so I I want him to hear my prayer so I'm going to speak blessing so it's important and and so you may say well that's going to make me take get taken advantage of if I do that if I bless instead of curse people are going to take advantage of me. No, because there's another principle that we're going to be looking at is that if you'll do what God has told you to do, then God will do what you can't do. Look, you've never yelled anybody into agreeing with you anyway, so why you keep doing it? You've never insulted anybody into loving you, so why do you keep doing it? You've You've never cursed anybody into a deep intimate relationship, so why do we keep doing what doesn't work? So, if I can step back and speak blessing into the thing, change the aggression, uh, escalation, and kind of calm it down, and then begin to speak blessing into it where it actually adds benefit to the life of the other person, I'm actually beginning to change the dynamic, and now I'm opening up the flow for God to move in that relationship in a powerful, profound way, because he doesn't have to chastise me for being disobedient anymore. Now, any chastisement that falls is probably going to be on my mate probably going to be my co-worker or my kids, but he doesn't have to spank me first. I guess he can go straight to them. But my job is to bless them. My job is to speak blessing, to do blessing. It's God's job to bring about whatever correction he needs to bring about within the situation. Um, and then a fourth thing, the face of the Lord is against those that do evil. Again, in verse 12, um, I don't know about you, but I'd rather have God hear my prayer than have his face against me. And so I'm going to choose to do what God has called me to do, and I'm going to make wise choices. And once I do that, I get out of the way so that if God ha- does have to take a swing at these other people, He won't hit me by accident. It says this in Romans 12. It says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head, in other words, God can take the blessing that you do and bring about a corrective, redemptive work in the life of your mate in the life of whoever it is that you're communicating with. Because this principle is true in all relationships, not just the marriage. We need to speak blessing and not cursing. So in order for the Lord to work on the one doing evil, you've got to get out of the way. The only way you can get out of the way is obey. In the way that you obey, speak blessing instead of cursing, and blessing instead of reviling. Um, so we got to leave room for the wrath of God. God God can take care of them. Sometimes I, I think we think that if we don't set this thing straight, they're going to get away with something. Look, i got to tell you, eternity's coming and nobody's going to get away with anything. There's nobody that's going to be snickering after the judgment day that they somehow got one over on the judge of the universe. God knows exactly what he's doing, and you can entrust the judgment of any evildoers around you to God. God will take care of them. He'll either chastise them and change them or he'll bring about judgment on them. But one way or the other, he'll fix the situation. But you got to give it to God. It's not your job. Remember what Ruth Graham said. It's God's job to make Billy good. It's my job to love him. And that's indeed true. Our job is to obey God. So Jesus employs four steps as he shows us what this looks like. It says... It says, "Who did no sin," talking about the example that uh, that, that he left for us. It, it says, "For even hereunto here were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps." Who did no sin; neither was guile found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye are healed. For ye were as sheep going astray, but ye are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. He's saying, uh, Paul, or Peter is saying, that we need to follow an example. Because we're not very good at this, so we follow Jesus' example. So here's what Jesus does you're to have no personal offense. Jesus was sinless, but we're not sinless, but certainly we need to be certain uh, that we're not at fault in the situation that's unfolding. In other words, when when somebody's yelling at us or mad at us, there might be a reason somebody's yelling at us or mad at us. Maybe we just did or said something really stupid, and maybe we need to apologize for that or change that thing. So make certain that there's no unintentional offense on your part towards the person that you want to be speaking a blessing to. And then purpose to render a blessing for the insult or the hurt that you experienced. Uh, This is where you're gonna have to take an act of your will and bring about a blessing instead of a cursing. So ask yourself this question when you're in that situation, what positive elements about my mate can I praise right now? Uh, In what way can I be a blessing to him or to her? What qualities about my mate am I thankful for? And how can I articulate that to them? How can I communicate this to her or him? In what specific areas in my mate's life should I pray that the Lord will bless him or her? Now these are difficult because when we pray for somebody that's doing us wrong, when we bless somebody that's cursing us, it's it's easy to let that frustration build up in you. Give this thing to God, give yourself to God, give this negative dynamic to God and say, God, I want to change this. I want to change this dance of intimacy so that my mate and I can grow close together. And then a a third way that we can imitate Christ and this is commit yourself and the situation to the Lord. Say, God, this is yours. A Four, purpose to be willing to suffer in order to heal the offender. Sometimes you have to be willing to put up with some pain emotionally Fix a negative dynamic in the relationship. Now, I'm not talking about abuse. Or that. If you're if you're honestly, truly abused, you probably need to get out of the relationship. But if we're just talking about the normal stuff that takes place day to day, where he's frustrated, you're frustrated, there's a negative dynamic that's gone on, and and now you need to step in and fix it. Be willing to wade in and experience a little bit of um, emotional pain. to to rectify the situation. Now, if it degrades into something worse and you have to take some other action, we'll do that. But first, try to fix it. Do your very best so that on the great getting up morning, you can say that you did everything you could to fix the marriage. You did everything you could to make the marriage all that it could be. And so you left nothing on the field. You tried everything. You did everything. And then if it still doesn't work, well, at least you did your part. But we need to be like Jesus. He, he was willing to return blessing for cursing and, and blessing for being reviled. Um, and, you know, sometimes that may make you feel uh, frustrated. But give it to God. God can do this. It took a long time for your marriage to get in the bad shape that it's in. It's going to take some time and some energy and even some painful conversations to get it where it needs to be. Give it over to God. Could we pray and just commit our relationships to God so that we can speak blessing over our mate and be a blessing to our mate? Let's pray. Dear Lord God, I just thank you for these that are here today, and I pray that you'd help them to be a blessing to their mate. God, we go into this and we expect our mate to bless us. We expect everybody around us to somehow make make us have a sunshiny happy day, but we don't do anything to bless them. Forgive us, God, for that hypocrisy and duplicitousness Help us, God, to choose to bless our mate the way that you choose to bless us when we don't deserve it. There's never been a blessing you've given to a human being that was deserved or earned. All we earn or deserve is hell, but you've given us mercy and grace and blessing upon blessing. Can we do any less to those that we claim to love and that we've committed our life to? Lord, forgive the hardness of our heart. Help us to fix these marriages. Help us to have a marriage that is Christ-honoring, God-exalting, world-defying. Help us to have a marriage that sets an example for our children as to what it looks like. Thank you for your goodness to us, Lord. Give us your blessing today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in.